Hi everyone, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and subscribing. And if you already haven't, please consider doing so. We're available on all major podcast platforms and you can also write to us at creatinglifepodcast@gmail.com. Hi everyone, I'm Sindhuri Nandakumar. Hey everyone, I'm Nikhil Venkatesa and this is Creating Life, a podcast about life, the creative process and being brown in the 21st century. So Nikhil, how has your week been so far? It's Tamil New Year today, so happy new year to everyone. I mean, it is on the day that we're recording this show. Happy New Year, Sindhu. Uh yeah, so you'll be hearing this one week later, but happy new years all around. So how has your week been? It's been great, Sindhu. I recently found this Instagram account that I thought I'd share with you called Brown History. Mm-hmm. It's really cool because it shares historical and contemporary South Asian stories, and it highlights people that you know the history books just haven't documented. Oh, I think I've seen it um, oh, really? circulating a little bit on Instagram, but like, what's what's special about it? Yeah, so like I said, I mean, uh, every post either there's a quote or it's a Instagram sort of multiple photos that. talk about a particular south asian individual mm. uh i remember one where it was about this south asian student in the uk who immigrated there and then he wanted to be a singer so he dropped out and then the authorities uh, caught him because he was he went there on a student visa mm-hmm. and so he you know was deported and so it talks about and his and then he story. became freddie mercury no no okay. this isn't the fake <laughs> freddie that's another story so yeah and uh, how's your week man It's been good, you know. I um finally started listening to Audible audiobooks and I thought I would love it because I listen to podcasts all the time and now I'm we're making one. <laughs> But you know, I just could not get into it. I started with this heavy-duty Russian history book and there's no like uh, sound effects, there are no clips, there's It's pretty dry. Yeah. But then I started listening to Lily Singh's How to Be a Boss. uh which she narrates oh wow definitely i mean like, i don't like audiobooks either but that definitely sounds like something i could yeah, uh, check get it down out. with yeah. Yeah, yeah and she's been having a great week especially after her announcement on the jimmy fallon I show i do i mean a lot of things oh my god that's so soon oh my god you're going to have a heart attack already when <laughs> that is that your girl is getting her own nbc late night show <laughs> yeah it's a huge step for women and women of color i would say And uh, what about the recent announcement with Mindy Kaling and Priyanka Chopra? Mm, they're working together on a new movie. Again, that's a pretty huge step. But a bit ironic, no? Why is that? I don't know. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer in this situation, but you know, I find these interesting differences between Lily and Mindy Kaling's careers. They're both of Indian origin. They represent very different narratives about of the south asian experience in hollywood and i don't think it's fair to like compare them but mindy has always made it clear that even though she likes inspiring women of color she doesn't want to really be a flag bearer of any kind for the south asian community and when anyone asks her about the mindy project and why her character only dates white men she's like oh you know what like why don't white men get asked the same question great mindy impersonation <laughs> thank you <laughs> but i just think like, that question doesn't really work it's not a parallel to the white experience right yeah i definitely see your issue with that and i also see the contrast with someone like lily right mom look i need these pants lily but we just talk about huh is a not on a list mom don't be dumb this is what they do okay at front of store they put glittered things to distract dumb girls like you okay oh my god look at those shiny pots and pans she draws from all these different influences like african american culture her punjabi heritage and she talks about intergenerational conflicts within the family di- dynamic right so yeah. she does it in a very accessible way 
so it's really interesting to talk about especially in the moment we're talking about right now yeah and because it's very different ideas about what it means to be a south asian in hollywood has a very different influence on maybe young people of color watching them and what they take away from it absolutely so i think it's the perfect time to talk about that representation right and mm. sort of how this narrative has evolved where we have people like mindy and lily in the culture and how mm. we got there and where we're going from there yeah for sure but like where do we start uh, i think it's pretty obvious <laughs> we start at the beginning <laughs> not not at the very beginning but yeah. like at the racist beginning yeah we can start with apu for example i think we should just like play harry kondopolo's documentary here because he's basically said everything absolutely is, he's it's a brilliant documentary yeah it's a great documentary it's not even an hour, it's like roughly just around an hour long quite short it's called the problem with apu called the problem with apu there are accents that by their nature to um white americans sound funny period It's funny because it's racist. And you actually spoke to him, right? I did. I interviewed him for an article and you know, he basically talks about how for a lot of American Indians that South Asians at that time, mm-hmm. Appu from the Simpsons, the the convenience store owner who says, "What? Thank you. Come again." <laughs> is the only person from pop culture of their race right. and and they used to get teased at school and be called appu and ask whether you stink of curry and things like that no oh, wow which is just such a i mean curry is amazing curry is amazing <laughs> um so many different curries but yeah. just, uh, just so come, little, such little time <laughs> such little time appu is one of many different characters that we've seen in hollywood so if you yeah. look at peter sellers in the party where he literally puts brown face on himself mm. oh. 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 yeah <laughs> yeah. I um, I missed the middle part but I can tell from the way that you are enjoying yourselves it must have been a very humorous anecdote. You look at the second Indiana Jones movie where they eat my favorite dish monkey brains. Oh yeah I just had that for breakfast today new year special. Was it chilled or warm? Uh a room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> And then you look at uh characters like um Carl Penn in Van Wilder right he plays a, a college student called Taj Mahal. Whoa do you mean Cal Penn? Yeah, I mean Kalpan. <laughs> yeah. Whose real name is what? His real name is Kalpan Suresh Modi. Yeah. Um and he actually shared on Twitter uh, photographs of some of the old and outrageous uh, audition scripts that he had to go through. Right. One of, of them was like a snake charmer. Yeah, the most like stereotypical characters you can think of like taxi driver, convenience store owner, gas gas attendant, attendant yeah. And then you kind of see that going into the 2000s, right? With um, Mike Myers in the Love Guru. Yeah, uh, so guru? Mike yeah. Myers in the Love Guru 2000 and then even in one of uh, the best you know movies of the decade the social network uh-huh. right even in that you have max mengela playing divya narendra and he in interviews he says and this is something uh, aziz ansari and master of none talks about right that uh, max says he's 116th indian yeah. and aziz aziz's character is like all of us are 116th something, <laughs> something i could right? be 116th black yeah. <laughs> yeah and and that doesn't i mean it's it's a very interesting question but that like clearly didn't work and it just it just feels lazy it feels like indians are not important to the narrative or south asians are not important to the narrative even if they are an instrumental part of the story Absolutely they clearly don't have any agency over these stories that they're telling yeah. which brings us to you know what we can categorize as the second wave right where which is a lot of people like i would say Mindy Kaling when she started off as the at the office as a staff writer and playing the character of Kelly Kapoor right 
um, where you know they're playing sizable roles, they're charting a path for themselves. Or Aziz Ansari in Parks and Rec as Tom Haverford. <laughs> yeah, but they're not really uh, capitalizing or using not cap- capitalizing the wrong word. They're not using their South Asian identity at all. Right. It, they're, they're almost trying to go past it. Or, or yeah, and I think it's a it's a direct response to the racism and stereotyping that we saw in the previous phase, right? Mm. So you know, if 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 you're Mindy Kaling or you're Aziz and you're looking at these portrayals and you're coming up in the industry, you obviously don't want race to define your character. and the characters that you're playing. Mm. So one way of doing that is to swinging to the other extreme and taking race out of the equation altogether. And I think it Which is what they did. Yeah, and like at this moment I think we need to pause and have a moment of silence in appreciation of how difficult the industry would have been for them at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. They're literally mm-hmm. pioneers of a sort. So Definitely. we can't really fault them for doing this, but it's not the ideal situation. Definitely. And I mean it's it's a tough choice to make. Yeah. Right? And I think when you see someone like Aziz do Parks and Rec mm. and then move into something like Master of None which is, you know, uh, a lot his South Asian identity is at the forefront of that show. Mm. You can see that clearly he's dealing with things that he had to repress in something like Parks and Rec. Yeah. And I I think like let's talk about Master of None, right? Netflix show 2015. He's headlining it. It's such a diverse cast. It's quite a brilliant breakthrough for that time and we are seeing all these things and these sides to Aziz that we haven't seen before and he's dealing with issues like racial discrimination in the entertainment industry and all of that right it's refreshing to have somebody on screen who maybe looks like some of us absolutely and for me i mean that was a show that really really showed the potential of how indian americans could be portrayed right the south asian community in the us could be portrayed mm-hmm. and all these different nuances that uh, mindy kaling left out in some in both the office and the mindy project yeah. right where uh, she plays someone called mindy lahiri but we don't meet her family we do we do briefly on and off yeah, on and off, yeah. yeah. but we like her her family is not as well depicted as her like love interest in the show yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. danny castellano yeah but can i just rant about master of none now <laughs> now that we've said nice things about it may yes. i yes okay you may. so here's my big issue right like we have this episode which is literally about how poorly uh, south asians are depicted in hollywood why they always play like the cab driver or the convenience store owner but like There is this character called Dev Shah whose family originates from southern India mm-hmm. and his father is Ramesh and he is from a Muslim family. Anybody who knows anything about India knows that there's something incongruous about that narrative. You can't have un- unless you really explain it and you there's a backstory you to it you can't have a father called Ramesh and be Muslim and be called Dev Shah like that means you're like part north indian and then part <laughs> south indian and then somewhere you muslim identity basically like this a weird amalgamation of all these different cultures within india yeah and you know as a south asian i take great offense at that because it's almost like aziz was just too lazy to think of a credible backstory to his identity and he's like what are like two names maximum three syllables that americans can pronounce easily mm-hmm. and it wasn't a patel or a kapoor like shah won this time and If we don't treat our own identities with a certain level of nuance and respect, how can we expect white people to do it for us in Hollywood? Right. I, that's such a sticking point for me. Like it makes me really upset. I definitely get what you're saying, Sindhu. But at the same time, I mean, sure, it's problematic. But I feel like Aziz's portrayal of his South Asian identity comes from a very genuine place. Yeah. Although I do have my own issues with it, I think that. 
the way Aziz interacts with South Asian his South Asian identity is in a very fetishistic way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if you contrast his off-screen persona to his to the character he plays in Master of None. Mm-hmm. Like when the first season came out, uh, he went to India with the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And the way his, the, <laughs> the way, first scene of that video uh, is an elephant, literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we're gonna play a clip here, and then we'll discuss it. Tamil is a very hilarious language to me. Here, here are a couple of words you might like. Yamardi. That means, oh my God. That means, what is this? What's going on right now? That means, oh, I can't believe it. That means, look at this. So yeah, I mean, in that clip, you see uh, Aziz sort of uh, talking in his mother tongue, Tamil, right? Mm. In a very amused sort of way. He isn't presenting it as something as as to be taken seriously from right. someone who, you know, speaks th- Tamil, right? How well, though. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Not not great, not but great. Still, yeah, but yeah. still, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the way I see it is, you know, you have to give it that respect for other people to give it that respect, right? Especially the people seeing that video. And yeah. there's also like this whole auto thing. Mm. He treats the auto as if he, you know, it's it's this whole westernized view of looking at the auto yeah. as this romanticized thing. It's just another vehicle, guys. But, you know, I, I think you mentioned this earlier and I I find it an apt way to describe it. It's like he removes his Indian identity, like it's like a jacket that he wears and he removes it and puts it on when it works for him. Right. And not to fault that in any way because I think being South Asian in America or being anybody in America means that you have to straddle so many identities right and it's like I think um, Utkarsh Ambudkar who said in an interview that he as a child looked up to people like Will Smith and Denzel Washington because Mm -hmm. there were no Indians or South Asians of in popular culture that he identified in in Hollywood yeah and so he was greatly influenced by African-American culture as a result so we are so many things. We're all so many things. And at certain times, we might have to pause a certain aspect of our culture. Mm-hmm. But to do it in a fetishistic way, to use your word, I think is a it's a little problematic. So, so how does the culture sh- sort of move from that, right? Yeah. We've seen Mindy, who doesn't want race to be part of the discussion at all. Yeah. We've seen Aziz, who presents his culture in a very uh, tokenistic way in some senses, in a fetishistic yeah. way like we discussed. Yeah, and, and I just want to ask, when are we going to get a character whose last name is like Kottapangdian or uh, Sivanara and Amurthy? I'm just basically <laughs> naming my relatives at this point. But like, when are, we, when are they going to get When do we get to that point? Yeah. I would really like one of the highlights of the, this third wave that we're going to discuss to me is Kumail Nanjiani with Woohoo! the big sick especially. I mean, he was in Silicon Valley as well, but he really didn't try to hide anything about his Pakistani identity. Like he borrowed from real life in that, you know, his character comes to America in his late teens. Mm-hmm. His accent is not even fully Americanized at that point. Mm-hmm. The way he depicts his home life, I don't think it was tokenized in any way, even though he talked about arranged marriage, right? Right. Such a refreshing film to watch. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I remember really enjoying the film the first time I saw it. Mm. But, you know, there's been some backlash about how, you know, his relationship with Zoe Kazan in the movie Mm. sort of fits into a larger, and we can talk about this later, right? Fits into a larger narrative about South Asian men pursuing white women, Mm. uh, which I think 
you know is a diff- it's a difficult uh, path to tread yeah, right yeah. but i think you know just seeing seeing a south asian guy switch between urdu and english you know effortlessly in a sentence yeah. or talk about um or talk about his uh, background without the sort without trying to repress it in a, in any way mm. you know being honest about mm. where he comes from was i think definitely a refreshing change of pace yeah and and we see that with hasan minaj we see it with hasan minaj especially you know on patriot act he just you know switches between hindi and english so so effortlessly and also there's this thing about uh, how he uh, wears his culture right yeah i think in the previous phase when uh, south asian celebrities were asked to speak about their culture they they were awkward around it mm-hmm. whereas with hasan and kumail it's an, it's like this is who i am mm-hmm. and with hasan especially he it's like it's become a cool thing for him yeah. right it's a badge of being cool yeah right? and and then lily we talked about like she rides heavily on her punjabi culture and she there's a whole punjabi diaspora subculture like with humble the poet who is mm. her close collaborator as well right. they're really not shy about it they're really uh, proud of it and it's just so refreshing to see right exactly and and even someone like riz ahmed right if you look at his mm. rap group the sweatshop boys and uh, the work he's done on screen as well with the night of i mean he's someone who like uh, his identity for him as well is informed by so many different influences and you see that in his work yeah you know i want to share this like um, interesting uh, youtube podcast that i saw it's with the actor slash rapper utkarsh ambudkar who plays mm-hmm. uh, mindy's brother in the mindy project actually right. and he says like after slumdog millionaire won uh, best film at the oscars a year later he sees uh, he runs into dev patel at an audition for aaron sorkin's show the newsroom mm-hmm. so role that uh, dev ends up bagging eventually but he's he says you know like why the fuck am i in the same room as dev patel like he his film won best picture yeah, the oscar and yeah. he's like did he make some really bad decisions along the way that he couldn't land bigger roles right. or was he being t- typecast and it was just no space for him in the industry and i actually i think it to some extent it is the latter and these are very traditional entertainment industries like hollywood or television or whatever mm-hmm. whereas somebody like um, kumail rose through comedy mm-hmm. uh, lily is youtube's baby essentially yeah and hasan you know uh, he broke through with the uh, i mean the he was on the daily show, show but yeah. then the correspondence dinner speech really yeah. like uh pushed him through and also homecoming king comes on netflix i Huge. think the following week after the correspondence dinner speech yeah. and then now patriot act so i think netflix has definitely given both aziz and hasan this platform to sort of express themselves and not worry about ratings too much and i think part of it also is economic right like it's when black panther came out yes i mean it's great to have the diversity and representation in wakanda forever but these companies are finally recognizing that the asian market or the diaspora market hmm. is also huge and it works economically i think that argument can be made about the studios right the traditional film studios but and netflix is well masunan came out in 2015 black yeah. panther was 2018 no but netflix at that point i think netflix got on that diversity boat ahead of time mm-hmm. because it had the flexibility to do it outside of you know uh, mainstream television production houses right but it 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 i think it tapped into the fact yeah definitely tapped tapped into the diversity of uh, the market angle right yeah. which is like let's tell stories that you don't see on any other network yeah and it doubled down on that but here's a question where would you place 
Queen P or Priyanka Chopra. Is that in, is that her name, Queen I P? I know if she wants to be the next Beyonce, then <laughs> which clearly she does because uh, you know I was looking at an interview of her from Quantico season one. She said that she came to Hollywood because she wanted to see what more she could do and mm. she wants to take over the world basically. And I just want to. take a moment and say that hers is a remarkable journey right? regardless of whether you're a fan or not mm-hmm. priyanka is doing something right and she is a very very hard working person absolutely yeah and i think that's telling of the choices she's made in hollywood where she's she wants to transcend her own south asian identity and take roles with white sounding names alex parish what was victoria it from victoria leeds in baywatch then, i don't even remember the name from isn't it romantic it's it's very um yeah it's very anglo <laughs> yeah and so you know she she's someone who is fo- is is falling in the same path as Mindy was uh, mm. in right but with a different angle she hey, wants to what a coincidence they're working together now what a coincidence <laughs> yeah, well. exactly i mean when i saw that news i was like okay this not is surprised. not surprised <laughs> yeah um but she so in Mindy's case right at the time that she was breaking into the into, into the industry she mm. wanted to avoid the race question and she still does mm. right she's annoyed every time someone brings it up how does your south asian background um influence your character development and with the interpersonal dynamics with the other staff uh, with the other cast there's not any indian female comedy leads in anything and and that's when i get really jealous of the danny mcbrides and the steve carells because when they play a character you're not like what are you saying about white men with this portrayal of michael scott they just get to play michael scott and so when i play this character and i want to play like a fun character who makes like big flaws and things like that i I sometimes think that I'm speaking for all Indian American women. And so I'm kind of like, damn it, why wasn't this 75 years in the future? In Priyanka's case, she acknowledges it, but she wants to transcend it. Yeah. Because she's already dealt with her South Asian identity in Bollywood. Yeah. I mean, she she is playing uh Ma Sheela from uh, the Osho um story or Maslila is the, the wild wild country yeah she's she's doing a, a, a portrayal of her so i guess she's not transcending entirely but mm. she she um she wants she she really she's like you know what i'm on this mission and i don't want race to get in the way right so she's very strong minded about that but for me the issue is we don't live in a post racial world right so it's not like this identity that you can just cast aside mm. and when people say like post racial post gender we're like come on we don't we don't exactly so to treat it like that is dangerous and i think, that's, like and I think that's a that's a liberal myth that i think you know a lot of liberal america wants to believe in yeah. and i mean liberal people all over the world want to think that race doesn't matter yeah but it does we can i bring in like a heavy duty story inspired by my by my traumatic childhood Absolutely. It, my childhood wasn't traumatic. Just kidding. <laughs> it was great. But, Although she did come from a war-torn. Yeah, I, I use that card a lot. Like I play it a lot. Like people are like, "Oh, you haven't watched this song?" I'm like, "No, we, we you know, we, we listen to the it. sound of grenades like going <laughs> off." So. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty morbid. <laughs> yeah, it is. But so I, I grew up in Sri Lanka. I'm Sri Lankan by birth. Um, my family is of Indian origin, third to fourth generation, and my mom wears uh, the pottu or the, the bindi, the dot mm-hmm. on your forehead, and. Uh, There were times when we would get stopped at army checkpoints or police checkpoints because of that, and then we would get questioned. So at that point, a lot of people in her circle, a lot of women, stopped wearing these overt signs of uh, being Hindu or Tamil or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and people started dropping syllables from their name. to become uh, to like singhalize their name. So you know, if it's like Raja Singham, you drop the M and you become Raja Singha. Okay. So basically it's a form of assimilation driven by fear and insecurity and I think to a certain extent 
it was existential, right? It's mm-hmm. like uh, security, well-being for your children, whatever it is, even if you disagree with the reasons for doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think when we edit parts of our culture or our identity, not because we want or not because we have an aesthetic preference for not wearing the potter, but out of different reasons, we're paving the way for future generations. And I think that like is a great amount of responsibility. So if everybody kind of starts dropping syllables from their name or like uh, removing parts of their identity, I like do, are, are future generations going to think that that's the only way you can be? Like if right. you, if you, and like if you, the thing is, Sri Lanka is not a post-racial society at all. Right. I have friends who are from all kinds of communities, but we're all aware that we had a civil war hmm. and Hollywood is not a post-racial world either. Right. So the parallel, I don't, I don't know if I'm drawing this parallel very well, but I'm like, when you are an, when you're that famous and when you're like editing yourself to fit a certain mold, you actually have a lot of power to influence how future generations are going to think of you. Hmm. So we don't want young women of color to think you can only be called like Alex Parrish if you want <laughs> to be an actress in Hollywood. Right. I would hate for us to create that world. Right. And I don't, I really don't think it's necessary. Is it hard? Yes, it sucks to be a person of color in these industries. But I really like, like, I don't know if it's just a feel good thought to have, but I feel like we shouldn't have to be shy about these things. I totally agree with you. I'm, but I'm yeah. being playing devil's advocate by saying, look, I mean, if you look at Mindy, right, she grew up in Cambridge. She mm. studied, she studied in a very um, uh, American sort of background where, you know she's she doesn't have that connection to a culture that we do yeah. right and uh, she ha- for the diwali episode of the office she had to research it yeah that's right? a terrible <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah. i haven't i haven't seen it yeah you know so so if you if you step into her shoes and think about the way she sees herself in mm. the world right you wouldn't be surprised that those are the kinds of roles she wants to take and those are the ways in which she wants to portray herself so should she be held to task for that i don't think I think it's totally fine. Like mm-hmm. like I said, if you want to drop a few syllables from your name, like go ahead, like do it. But th- there's a responsibility. And if you don't relate to Indian culture, you don't, right? Like not mm-hmm. everybody who's diaspora needs to go to like Bharatanatyam classes and Karnatic classes. <laughs> uh, but I think we need to show people, I think they need to be questioned mm-hmm. for sure. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people have like asked Aziz and Mindy on social, on Twitter, like why don't you have more rep- like X representation? Why does Aziz only date white women in Master of None? Right. And sometimes their answers fall short of satisfactory. He's like, oh, the casting was colorblind. Mm-hmm. So I think for that, yes, we need to hold them to task, but we also need to be understanding of where they come from, like you said. Yeah, like no. Aziz grew up in South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. So No, and the other thing to keep in mind is how much the how much these waves have evolved so quickly, right? So yeah. I mean the fact that Master of None comes out twenty fifteen, it's problematic sure, but then we've got Kumail mm-hmm. and Hassan and Lily sort of you know, bringing on the next sort of uh wave. Three point one. Like, uh, I mean it's it it is a step forward rather yeah. than a step back and I think that's great. Yeah. But I have a question. Like, why is it important for us or like, why is it important for South Asians who actually live in South Asia, right? Like, we have a thriving entertainment industry of our own. Mm. Is this something that's even relatable to our audience, do you think? I mean, for me personally, it is because I think, you know, I, I'm someone who has two identities. I, mm. I identify with the US and with India equally. Because you you are American and you live in India, right? just for context. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I was born there, and yeah. I, you, but I did most of my schooling here. Mm. Then I went back there for college, and now I'm back here. Mm. You see a pattern. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, 
and so for me and as someone who's interested in getting into tv and film in the us mm. i do think it it definitely matters to me in the way i'm uh the way i'm represented on screen mm. and because i've had interactions in college where people are quick to look at me and make judgments about me based on what i look like like i did yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> yeah but then when i opened my mouth and spoke perfect english they were like Whoa. why do you speak english <laughs> does your elephant <laughs> so well. speak english as well like thankfully they didn't, they didn't pull the elephant card yeah huh. but i think in high schools they still do that yeah. but my point is you know the the world's only going to get more people like me who have these multiple identities mm. you know and and interact with cultures in different ways mm-hmm. and so i feel like it does matter and the other thing is hollywood has a global reach and global impact yeah. and so it's unavoidable Hmm. And so I think that even though you know we're sitting in Chennai and we idolize people like Vijay Sethupathi and we look to you know actresses like Nayanthara and how they how they you know what roles they take hmm. and you know what choices they make in the industry at the same time we also open Netflix we also watch Master of None yeah. you know we're also looking at what Hasan Minhaj is saying about the Indian elections yeah so I think at some level you know it 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 definitely matters and I think you know having these conversations these conversations are just going to keep happening yeah and uh, i think yeah. it's foolish to say that okay it's happening there we should avoid it yeah or it's happening here like we should avoid it right so yeah i i think you know the, i feel like after having lived in india for almost 4 years now the indian experience is not the indian american experience yeah absolutely um, and that's something that's really like come home to me after living in both countries but I, I like you said this it's like a Venn diagram right and there's all that much overlap and it's all and we all have that cousin in America or that <laughs> friend who was born in America and lives in Chennai now yeah and, and and connecting with those cousins and those relatives is sometimes through TV and film yeah you talk about what movies each of you has seen and you talk about the celebrities that both of you like mm. you talk mm. you share the music that really speaks to you in that way you know uh, music tv and film it's a bridge between the two countries yeah. yeah yeah that's true yeah so final question for you nikhil how on a scale of how one, did this become an interview so i don't know <laughs> on a scale of 1 to uh, very very much how excited are you for mindy and priyanka's new project <laughs> okay to be honest i'm not excited at all uh, i feel like it's an easy cash grab uh, similar to crazy rich asians Yeah. Um you know I feel like it's going to be that kind of movie that sort of depicts Indian weddings because it's set in the world world of modern Indian weddings. Mm. So I feel like it's going to be this sort of um very fluffy movie that kind of has some co- comedic and romantic moments but ultimately that will not matter. Mm. And I think you know India already had a TV show Made in Heaven about Which is great actually really surprised Yeah I've seen me. some episodes and it's really cool it's a yeah. great show Yeah So you know I don't think it's going to add to the conversation at all Huh. Uh, and also you know the the other person involved with that project is the creator of Brooklyn 99 Dan Gore Yeah Race in Brooklyn Nine-Nine isn't a big feature of that show, even though there are two black police Very officers. Very diverse cast and a Hispanic police yeah, officers. Yeah, and two Hispanic police yeah. officers. Race isn't a big part of that show. Mm. So I feel like race is, I mean, South Asian identity is going to be explored insofar as Mindy and Priyanka want to explore it, which we've seen isn't that much. Based on their track record, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm more excited to see what Lily does. True, true. I, I but I think with Mindy's uh, and Priyanka's project, I'm excited to see who they bring on board. They've put out casting calls for South Asian actors. No, I think you're confusing that with uh, Mindy's Netflix show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I am. Yeah. 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 So that so she's. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what Mindy does but on that's Netflix. Based on her real life, so I'm like, okay. Okay. Uh, but no, but I think, 
after you know it's very easy to sit in a studio in chennai and bitch about uh, these things but i think what we're asking for is just a little more nuance mm-hmm. while still appreciating the tremendous achievements that these uh, actors and entertainers have made absolutely yeah Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. We think we got into some depth about this topic and we want to know what you think. Do you think that South Asian representation in Hollywood matters to you? Uh do you think we've been blabbering all this time? Are you excited for what Mindy and uh, Priyanka are going to do with their movie? Send us feedback on creatinglifepodcast@gmail.com. Creating Life is produced and hosted by me Sindhuri Nandakumar along with Nikhil Venkatesa. Our episodes are produced at Aura Studios Chennai. Our associate producer is C Kirinand and recording engineer Shriram Chandrasekhar. And you can check out our website at creatinglifepodcast.com. <laughs>